Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, everybody. We are excited to be back here. Uh, Merry Christmas. It's just right before Christmas. We're excited for that. Santa! Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. I know him. Ah! Uh, we loved that movie, Elf, actually. Really it, awesome. You do? Your family? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Everyone watches it every year, let's it's be honest. It's so good. It's become one of our traditions. That it's and very, the Santa Claus. It's very rare that a movie comes out that New. is like that. Yeah. Like how many movies are like must watches, you know? Yeah. For me, it's like Elf, The Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. With Jim Carrey, have you watched the new one? Like the it's terrible. Okay. The cartoon one? Yeah. No, it's good. Um, and then what well, I don't know, maybe one or two other movies. So like it's only every like feels like it's only like five plus years that every movie comes out that's like a must watch every yeah. Christmas. So it becomes like a, a staple. Yeah, but there's tons of Christmas movies that come out. Yeah, there's lots of bad ones. Thank goodness. They just go away. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like there's no hallmark moments. No. Like it's it's kind of nice. What's your top <laughs> what's your top what's your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie? Yeah. Um uh it's probably like The Santa Claus or Elf. Santa Claus like with, yeah, with Tim Allen. Tim Allen. I actually really liked those ones as well. The, the first one I really like. I when I was younger I used to like them all. The yeah. first one's good for all ages, but yeah. the second and two are two and three are more just for kids. Um Two I've seen, three I didn't see. Not that great. Um, <laughs> so those ones, um, what came out a couple years ago is uh, Klaus. What? There's a cartoon that came out a couple oh. years ago called oh. Klaus. We like it. But it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. So you won't watch it. No. 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 No cartoons. Um, but yeah, that's every year. Nice. Growing up, it was we had to watch um, a Christmas Carol. Sounds terrible. I feel so bad for you. Uh, we had to watch the old one with what is his name, Alistair Sims or something like that. Ugh. You can see like the the mics they keep dropping into yeah, the, yeah. the picture, and you can see the okay. You can see here's the a, technical crew in the mirror. <laughs> here's a hot so take. Fun. Home Alone kind of sucks. Oh, I do not like that movie. Okay, not as hot as I thought then. I just think I it's am like, in the minority. I think it's just like this like nostalgic thing now, and that's why people watch it. It's a poop movie. They all are. It's like so dumb. I just I just hate when movies are like, okay, like clearly like this bad guy would have just like walked on the snow and not the icy pathway. You you left your what is he eight year old? Yeah, like you're not gonna do that either. By himself over Christmas break because you went on holidays. Like you're gonna get to the hot, like the airport and not do a head check. Yeah, like it's. I don't care how many kids you have. I don't know. There's just like, and it's like, like most movies have stuff like that. But when it's just like literally every two minutes, there's something like that. Like one of those situations. Like, oh my, that would never happen. Oh my, that would never happen. Like when I say that like 30 times in a movie, I'm like, nah, pass. Yeah, totally. Like. 
Elf, the whole premise is wrong. So I'm not going to say this would never happen because it, it's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's the thing. They kind of set it like, up to be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it's this is just a stupid story. Enjoy right. it. Yeah. It's a stupid Christmas story. Yeah. So you just enjoy it. Right. But when you get to, like, Home Alone, you're just like, um, I'm supposed to believe this? This is yeah, awful. And this kid, this kid is atrocious. This, this, yeah. This kid needs some discipline in his life. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Anyway, you need some boundaries. I used to love Jack Frost when I was a kid. Hmm. It hockey in it. Yeah, yeah. But, it's but did you watch the Tooth movie. Fairy with the Rock? No, oh, that has hockey in it. <laughs> Die Hard. That's Die Hard. A, nice Christmas, a movie. Christmas movie. Very yeah. Um, so if if you've never seen Die Hard and you're going to take our recommendation that it's a good Christmas movie, it's not. A good Christmas movie. It's an action movie at Christmas time. Yeah, there's a lot of like swearing and violence. Excessive swearing, excessive violence. Oh, I forgot Just, about that. There's a lot of that. Oops. Uh, but so fun movie. Should we talk about uh, <laughs> the Advent Part 2? Advent Part 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christmas. What's Part Merry 2 Christmas, of Advent? Everybody. Part 2. Part two of Advent is really part one, which is the first coming of Jesus. No, see, this is, you're wrong. Is it? Some, lots of churches. Okay. See, this is what I'm learning. I'm learning a lot of things You're here. learning. I'm, lear- I'm learning a little liturgy. Um, <laughs> I'm lit- learning a lot of things about liturgy. Yeah. So okay. lots of places do it like we just did, where they do the first two weeks of the four before Sunday are the second coming, and then the f- next two weeks, the ones closer to Christmas, are the first coming. Which I feel like I'm more, I would more remember it that way, but maybe I'm wrong. But you are right, some places, and maybe more, do the first two weeks is the first coming, and the second two is the second coming. Right. But the order we chose to do it is not completely whack. Is okay. what I'm saying. So, so it's not that we took the second week to do the first coming and the first week to do the second coming. No. It's wrong. No. It's just a tongue twister. It's just... You just got to wrap your head around it. Well, it kind of makes sense, but like, it also doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so the first coming of Jesus. Yeah. So we're looking at... Um, so my understanding would be that this is... The celebration of Christmas time, right? Mm, my understanding is that this is like a pretty big moment. Big moment. In the Bible, like Jesus being born. Big moment in the Bible. <laughs> the narrative changes. <laughs> this is the promise uh, that we've been waiting for. This is the promise the Jewish nation has been waiting for. The coming king. Oof. What? Tough. It's just a tough one for the Jews, that's all. How? Well... Exactly, take them in. They missed it. Yeah. Would we miss it? Went right over I their heads. I think we would miss it. I think we would miss it. It's hard to say, you know. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not hard to say. Um, I'd like to think that I'd be like, this guy's legit. But I also know that I probably would have been like, yo, this dude was born in a horse stable. Yeah, was he? That's I don't know. Anyways, that was the question of the scandal. He's from a crap town. He we believe that, does but it's nothing. Maybe blah, not. Blah 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 blah. On and on. Yeah. Anyway, that's what all the Jews were thinking at the time. This guy can't be our hero. Yep. He does uh, things the wrong way. He does it all wrong. 
he's not doing it the way we've been doing the it. The problem is, yeah, and this is where maybe I would have I would have been open to it because I'm a little bit a little bit of a what's the word disturber. I'm trying to look for a better initial word for that challenger yeah. of the established ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that the reason that they were, it wasn't the way he was supposed to do it is because the way that he was supposed to do it, it was based on their own thoughts and not the Bible. Yeah. So, well, I think we still do this though. We read the Bible and then we interpret it through our lens. Yes. We make the Bible fit what we want it to fit. Right. So Bible says if I'm burning with passion, I should marry. Therefore, no, like, so here's what we <laughs> do is we take the Bible and we make it fit our scope. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Whether it's the issue of today, right? They did it 300 years ago when they tried to justify slavery. Right. They did it uh, 700 years ago when they justified their crusades. They did yeah, it. Justifying slavery is a tough one. It's a tough, tough one. When you listen to the people like read and be like, this is why we're doing it. It's like, well, I don't think so. Well, it doesn't take a biblical yeah, scholar to realize you're twisting those words. Like, yeah. And people will still sit there and go, I can't read the Bible. It, it promotes slavery. I'm like, no, it doesn't. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Paul, you're going to just throw this out. Right. Or people get so mad because the old Testament talks about, um, the Israelite nation was to go in and utterly destroy these people. Like, well, how can a loving God utterly destroy people? But we're reading it through our lens. Get wrecked, we're, fools. We're not. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know that that's the approach we take. <laughs> but I'm, I can't condemn them for missing the coming of Jesus. But, so, oh, so sad that they missed learned? the coming of Jesus. What have you learned? About the first coming of Jesus. You mean in, in light of Advent? No, in this recent study of Advent. Well, yeah. So I guess what I've I've just been seeing the uh, something that's come to my attention is that the people that saw Jesus were the outcasts, were not the people that were expecting. Or should be looking for Jesus. That's right. a really interesting approach to it, right? The fact that it starts off with, uh, Luke starts off with this account of Zechariah and he's a priest and he's in the Holy of Holies and an angel shows up and he refuses to believe that God is doing something. Like it's impossible, God, you can't do this. Right. And so because of that, he's struck with silence, right? You're going to be silent. You won't speak until your son is born. The angel shows up to Mary, this teenage girl that, so a non-citizen in this Jewish world versus like an elite priest mm -hmm. who's in the Holy of Holies. Right. And here is this like teenage girl that's going to be pregnant. So like, not that's only- scandalous. Yeah. And not only that, like God's doing this to you. Oh my goodness. Like you are going to have to- live with this your whole life, this mm. scandal of grace, of God entering the world through you in the wrong way. And her response is like, cool, not my will, but yours be done kind of idea. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like that is such a different approach that we have not seen. And so, yeah, this idea that God is doing things in a different way at Advent. Um, 
interesting devotion I read today about how, kind of a tangent, but not, um, the pastor, the person writing this devotion is like, I went through a period where I was like, we need to condemn this consumerism and this Christmas time and put it off. And the whole point of Advent, um, is pointing to the waiting for Jesus. It's not about this celebration of consumerism or, and he's like, I went crazy for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) And wanted everyone to give up all their traditions, all their family traditions, because we just wanted to be like in a time of sacrifice and waiting and not having. And he's like, that was totally wrong too. Like right. We can, we can read Advent and be like, we're supposed to be waiting. And it's about uh, identifying with the suffering Christ. And it's about um, not only just celebrating that Christ came, but that Christ came to conquer death and sin. Conquer the, the the powers and authorities of this world, right? Yeah. The, we have victory. The first coming of Jesus is the victory dance. Like that is God's celebration of victory. And, and okay. even that reading is is interesting. And then, but do we put off everything we had and everything we live in and all that we're experiencing in our world around us because of that victory? Or do we take that victory out and share it with the people because of the hope we have of his second coming? And so he's like, I kind of got it wrong at first until I was like, okay, in our celebrations, in our North American consumerist society, how do we bring in the second coming? How do we bring in that hope that, that we have victory and we're winning and yet there's hope for what's beyond? And that was an interesting reading that I hadn't thought of either. Like it's Mm. easy to just read and react rather than to um, contemplate and consider. And then how do we thoughtfully engage rather than reacting out of anger or passion or our sense of justice to, to bring out something and then just say, okay, here's what we need to do. So yeah. interesting, Interesting. Interesting way. Some of the things I'm, I'm seeing and and learning about this. What about you? What did you discover in your exploration of the first coming? Um, that, like, are you still seeing those well, themes of adoration, anticipation, and the aims of our longings coming through in the first coming? I think so. I mean, I, it's tough because I'm reading about Advent and not, a lot of it is about the other stuff around um the birth and so i guess it's hard to find stuff on like that specific story but it's interesting like that's what i'm i guess is what i'm getting at here is like normally the christmas story like the birth of jesus like that's like a not that hard to read in two minutes five minutes whatever ten minutes and we do that every year with family and it's like that's kind of all we ever do or like you might read it at church or whatever. But that's such a small part of the whole story of Advent, which is really what the whole season is about. What do you mean? Like Isn't that the pivotal point? Yeah, I guess it's just like hard for me to like now that I have this like perspective of like hmm. a greater sense of what the Christmas of what Christmas is. Right. It's hard for me to just like talk about this one little tiny piece. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like it's hard for me to put as much weight on like the story of like the day of his birth. When 
like there's so much more around surrounding the story that like is actually what matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Also, like, I'm not going to go over the story of his birth because I think everyone knows it or can just go and read it themselves. So it's like... <laughs> Some of the things that like... I mean, the biggest thing that stuck out to me, like, so like really that I haven't really thought of in the past is like how... I don't really want to use the word scandalous because that's what that podcast was using. But like... Just like how wrong a lot of it would have been, like like scandalous is one way of putting it, or just like whether it was like in a sense of like as a believer or just culturally, a lot of the ways that like this whole story happens, it would have been very like um, shameful or like like people would have like looked down upon it. You know what I mean, like. Being born in, I don't know, whatever. You can argue what a, actually a manger is or what that really means. But it right. was, either way, it was not the ideal birthing circumstance. And it was like, would have been viewed as pretty low class. Right. Um, getting pregnant, like, people would have likely known that it, Joseph wasn't like the, the the birth father, or like the blood father, would you know what I mean? Or like, they would have like known. Or they would have assumed he- that they just had sex already. Yeah. Because they were engaged. I guess. But that would have been, again, frowned upon. Right. Right. Or like a no-no. Or then they right. would, so or she would have to... done it with someone else. If he's like, no, it's not mine. Then like, they'd been like, well, what's going on? Like, there's just some things that like, they don't, it's not really in the story, but like obviously surrounding the context of like the story, people, anyone close to them would have been like, okay, this is, you guys are going down a dark path here. Like they would have been like worried about them. So it's really interesting in that sense of like how much, of the story is like, I don't know, scandalous or um, seeming seemingly like wrong or sinful or um, yeah, disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Like if I, if the similar circumstances came about today, what would we think of them? Right. And like, yeah. the, obviously we would not think very highly of them, but it's like, they didn't even like, it's not like God was like even taking bad choices and making them for good. It's like, he literally made these things happen. So like, why? (laughs) Even this, like, yeah, it is scandalous because even the story, like who shows up to worship Jesus as king is magi. Yeah. So wise men, which means there would have been astrologers, astronomers, there would have been um, wise men in a, in a secular court, which means they would have been seen as wizards or magicians. Mm -hmm. So God is using entirely secular means to draw Gentiles to come worship a Jewish king, right? And then when they show up, Herod and the leading scribes and Pharisees, so the actual Jewish leaders, are like, oh yeah, that's in Bethlehem, but that's not going to happen. Right. So the only people that come to worship him are Gentiles and shepherds who are like the lowest of the lowest class, like street people and thugs and ruffians. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's all happening through an old woman and a young woman. <laughs> this is a pretty amazing story. Yeah. But anyway, there's there. just like lots in there that's like, man, this is just like so weird or like so wrong or so unideal. But then you look at it and you go, well, God's had this emotion since the start of time. Right. Since the start of our time, human history time. This has been his plan. This has been his motion. So it's not 
the culmination of the story. It's, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the plan. This is the moment where I unleash my plan and we start the victory. Yeah, for sure. So it's really, really cool to see that, that we, they've been waiting as a nation, that waiting and anticipation, the adoration. Yeah. Part, when it comes into play, they completely miss that adoration part completely. Yeah, they do. Their anticipation is there, <laughs> but they miss the adoration. Oh, they miss it big time. And then big miss. The aims of our longings. If we if we go back to that point that they that you were making last week is that where are we aiming our longing? They were looking for a king to set them free from the Romans. They were looking for earth, um, an earthly kingdom. They were looking for a powerful reign. Uh, they weren't looking for a priest king that was promised in the Old Testament. They didn't want that. They wanted a king of power. Right. They wanted someone to come with miracles and brimstone. And and Christ came on a donkey. He came to die. Like when Peter questions his him going up to Jerusalem to die, Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. Like right. you don't you don't get it. You're you're trying to mis mislead and misunderstand this whole point isn't about a, an earthly kingdom, it's a spiritual kingdom. It's really cool that our anticipation is for the second coming, the fulfillment of that spiritual kingdom. Um, but that this is what's all happening in Advent. Right. It's really different than Christmas time. Yeah. Like it, it makes me kind of envy our, um, so the Orthodox faith mm. spends this time kind of like Lent, right? So Lent is that um, season in the church calendar before Easter of fasting and sacrifice and letting things go right? so that you're not um, holding on to uh, something that's going to distract you. It's, it's a time of repentance and um, yeah, that, that what we've sacrificed draws us back to the cross and what God was sacrificing, the preparation period for yeah. Easter. Uh, of that victory over death. Mm. The Orthodox calendar would have this same period here of 40 days of preparation um, for Christmas. And then on Christmas is like celebration, 12 days of celebration that follow it Mm -hmm. up to epiphany on January 6th, where they like, bam, we're all in, we're all going to do this. That's our celebration. But because we've held it in check for 40 days of yeah. waiting, anticipating of, of sacrificing, of, of longing for what is coming, that celebration that's coming. That's a really cool experience that we don't get to experience here. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that idea. Yeah. I don't, I mean, what else do you got? Uh, that's it. I, I don't have a whole lot. I just have down here, like the fulfillment came, but not as expected. And that's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest things I think is like a a sub theme to take from like the Christmas story is that like, um, so in kind of pairs with this, like aims are longings. So we were longing for a, for a King, right. And for someone to save 
the, like the Jews wanted someone to save them. Um, but it's a little reminder. <laughs> the way that he did it is a little reminder that like God's going to do his plan and he may give us what we want, but it may not be exactly how we want it. Mm. You know, it's going to be in his way and in his time. Um, and we got to be open to that. Like we can't expect, we can't, uh, you know, have our, try to get our prayer answered and then it's not the way we wanted it answered. So we don't like the answer or we say it wasn't answered. Right. Like there's like that classic story of like the guy on his roof as like everything's flooding and he's like waiting for a helicopter to come save him. And like five boats come by and try to rescue me. He's like, no, it's okay. Like my someone, like they're sending me a helicopter and then he drowns and gets to heaven. He's like, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent you four boats. Like, yeah, what you, asked were you, for for? you asked for a helicopter, but I sent you four boats. Like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, like it's a little silly, but like, it's just the idea of that. Like we ask for something and God may answer our prayer just because it's not the way we wanted it to be done or it's not the answer we wanted. doesn't mean he's not answering us. Um, and yeah, I think that's just like a little bit of a side lesson to learn with the Christmas story. Like Jews wanted a king, but they wanted him to be a certain way. And that wasn't what God had planned. And I mean, at the same time, like it is, he is like, or is going to be what they wanted. He just wasn't then, right? He has an ultimate plan. Eventually he's going to be this great warrior who will beat down Satan and all of sin. That's not yet. I guess it is yet, but it's not. Well, it is, but it isn't. Yeah, he did it, it totally but it's is. not manifested yet. It totally I defeated. It's confusing, right? Like completely, we win. <laughs> I think of that often. Actually, there's a line in in Dickens' Christmas Carol um, that's like it finishes with Scrooge um, being redeemed. Right, like he has one night to redeem himself and yeah. to to change the pattern of his life. And that Scrooge was a man who kept Christmas in his heart all year round. Right. And, and he's completely reformed, completely transformed by a night of visits and, and that transformation of what Christmas is. And they kept it all year round. And I wonder if sometimes we miss that in our all year lives. That we, we take this time at Advent and Advent is a chance to look forward to the second coming and looking forward to the, looking back at the first coming and baby Jesus in the manger and what that, like that triumphant entry of God into our human story. Right. You know, God, you know, ultimate cosmic power, itty bitty living space in this little baby Jesus um, and growing up and and having that victory over Satan that we have, but then do we carry that with us all year round? Yeah. That scandal, right? Like we are so concerned sometimes about living right that we miss the scandal of grace entering into the lives around us. Right. And I'm not saying that we are justified to not live in a righteous way, right? We're called to grow in holiness. We're called to grow like Christ. We're called to be, uh, you know, being, transformed in our lives daily, renewing our minds, transforming our minds and being a living sacrifice. But sometimes we miss the scandal of something right? where God is breaking in in a way that's just so unexpected. And sometimes it's scandalous. It's like, well, that's wrong. Like this teenage girl is pregnant and that's, that's wrong culturally right. and morally. And, and it's totally how God is choosing to work. 
Yeah. Right? These shepherds are all showing up in a place that this is not expected. It's these sinning, sinner, like, wizards, right? These, like, demon... Wizards. These wizards show up to worship Jesus. These astrologers, like, they would be, mm. like, I don't know, our, our new age neighbors showing up to worship God. Right. Right? Bringing their crystals and their tarot cards and... So how did they know? Because they were looking for a savior. They were looking for the one that would come, that would change the world. And God revealed it in spite of the secular methods, the 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 methods of the world around them. That's crazy, eh? It is. And yet it's like people finding Jesus that live in Muslim countries that are going mm. to Canadian universities and still finding Jesus. Right. Right. They're fully submitted to the powers and authorities. The, how does Ephesians put it? How does Paul put it in like these authorities and powers in the spiritual realms and in the, the worldly realm, mm -hmm. right? The universities are that. Yeah, for sure. We are being indoctrinated in Satan's ways. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm a math student. I'm not. And like, yeah, you are. Like, it's subversive and it's it's right. subtle and it's going to lead us away from Christ. I'm not a math student. No, but I'm just saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> and still people are finding Jesus there. Yeah. God is showing up crazy. in the darkness. And there are lights shining in different places. And God, people are searching for truth in the wrong direction. And God is like interrupting their search to show them truth it's still happening Crazy. and we have to allow that to happen the scandal of grace actually entering in and um people being redeemed that are living in a way that's so not redeeming it's yeah. awesome like what a great adventure advent is <laughs> That's not what Advent means. No, I know it's not, but, but, yes. but it's a great adventure. It's like, <laughs> this challenges me to pause, to sit, to wait, to be wait, anticipating, but Think also... the word adventure comes from Advent? I, I don't know. You'll have to look that up. Okay. But then there's also this like breaking in of Jesus. I'm totally going to just keep going here. Yep. This breaking in of Jesus at... At, that we we remember at Christmas time. We don't know when in the year he was born, but that's when we've we've chosen to celebrate this, and that that triumph of the cross, that triumph of of God entering into the human story to bring salvation. That's amazing. Yeah, just amazing. So it uh, comes from the word oh. ad, ad, adventuris, which is Latin, which means about to happen. About to happen. Which comes from the Latin word advenir, which means arrive. So it does stem from the idea of advent. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> that was neat how you did that. I, I didn't know that. Should have known. Like, Should have known. how English works, isn't it? It's stupid, isn't it? <laughs> awesome. It's stupidly amazing. Well, I don't know that we uh, blew any minds here with this one on this Christmas story, but I also don't know that we were, don't think we were planning to. I don't think so. People kind of know this story. <laughs> I think I just like challenging people that like there is more to the overall Christmas story than, mm. than we've 
probably most of us have learned. Um, and yeah, there's a lot worth pushing into, especially if you look at the like practice of Advent specifically. Yeah. Um, it'll really change how you view the Christmas story. Yeah, it's really been a, a good exploration mm. for me. Been a good adventure. Into it. it has been, I don't know if it's uh, been an adventure, oh, but it was a long time coming. It was an adventure, Terry. Come on. Uh, I don't know. We've definitely arrived at a point. Oh, okay, right. I'll stop. Um, well, we already discussed. We already Zach. discussed Christmas movies. So yeah, Merry Christmas, bud. Yeah, you too. Have a great break. Yeah, we'll be back first week of January. Yeah, and until then, uh, I don't know. Have fun. Stay safe. Just say that. Happy um, New Year. Feliz Navidad. I don't know what that means, but yeah, seems like something worth saying. Yeah. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We'll see you again. Bye.